This episode may contain topics that are uncomfortable for some listeners, such as the topics of suicides and shootings. If you are particularly sensitive to these topics, under the age of 13, or struggle with mental health, we recommend you listen with an adult or check out one of our other episodes. If you need support, the National Suicide Hotline is 800-273-8255, and this number will change to 988 starting on July 16th. And in this episode's description, we'll post more resources. Welcome to Why Did I Do That, a podcast made by teens to introduce psychology in a more accessible way for teens of all backgrounds. I'm Lauren. And I'm Yusra. We are two high schoolers from Northern California, and we're super psyched to share our excitement of psychology to other teens. We've all seen shows with characters that we might look up to in various ways like seeing a character pulling off a fit that we might want to try, or admiring the confidence and determination of a character in a show for a certain objective and trying to do the same. Um, I think it can also happen on YouTube, too, with real-life people. Because I know for me, I'm a fan of um, certain types of YouTubers, and sometimes I'll start acting like them. So for me, if I see a YouTuber with, for example, a confident personality, I'm like, I want to act that confident. Like, I want to squeeze that confidence out of you. (laughs) The same actually goes for me. So, like, I'm subscribed to a lot of YouTubers who are very confident and outgoing. And it's made an impact on how I want to present myself and, and my character. But sadly, this imitation isn't always as innocent, as was in the case for the show 13 Reasons Why, which was pretty popular. And it shows a girl who commits suicide and seeks revenge on the people who caused the suicide. So I know many people have watched this show for entertainment purposes. Oh yeah, I did in middle school. I actually stayed away from it from reasons we'll get into, but it's been found that suicides greatly increased in teens after this show's release, and Google searches for how to kill yourself increased by 19%. And obviously it'll seem pretty shocking to a lot of you because the show never explicitly encouraged suicidal thoughts, but there are some factors that contributed to this increase in suicide rates. And to understand this, let us uncover the Werther Effect. The Werther Effect is the term for the increase in suicides when a suicide is publicized in the media. And this is also known as suicide contagion. So you can think of it as the number of suicides increasing after a publicized suicide, almost like an epidemic. Um, this term originated in 1974 when a character in the book the sorrows of the young Werther kills himself, leading to increasing suicide rates. And some countries actually banned the book because this was happening. It's so hard for me to believe that because of a fictional character, suicide contagion can increase and have like such a great impact. Yeah, that was really surprising and just like devastating for me too to learn about that. And as a real-life example, Marilyn Monroe's suicide was also publicized, and this led to suicides rates in the U.S. increasing by 12.04% and by 8.83% in Britain. And it doesn't surprise me, again, because if if a fictional suicide could have a great impact, this is to say that the suicide of one of the most loved women of her time wouldn't, right? Yeah. A few things that affect the increase of suicidal ideation and suicide attempts is 
how prominent the coverage of the suicide is. So is it like the first thing being covered in national TV or is it a popular article that's showing up first in your feed? So how much does it stand out? Because it's found that the more it stands out, the more likely it is that there will be suicide contagion. Yeah, that makes sense. Since if it is being covered, a lot more people would know about it. And also this weather effect doesn't even need to be um, just in traditional media because a study in Japan found there wasn't a big increase in suicides if a public suicide wasn't reacted to a lot on Twitter. But maybe if it was covered by traditional media like TV and newspapers, still, if it didn't get that strong reaction from Twitter, the weather effect wouldn't be as powerful. So now it's really important to also understand how with the strong presence of social media these days, it can actually have a bigger impact than traditional media if people keep sharing these public suicides or reacting to them. To be honest, this sounds like doing this would be a lot tougher than it sounds, though, because for me, at least, I see a lot of posts of suicides where the post is asking for support um, for the family or is giving the grieving family their condolences. And I end up liking this type of post, type of, post of course, um, with good intent, and many others do. So I obviously know that social media can play a huge role in various aspects in our life, but I feel like a lot of what goes on can get out of hand because we aren't the only ones controlling what it is we see and how yeah. we react to whatever it is that we're viewing. I also agree with you that with social media, it's kind of hard to completely stop sharing about suicide. Like if, like, if someone died by suicide, I don't want to completely ignore that and like, pretend it exactly. never happened. And what if they're like a family member or a friend, someone you really cared about? You'd want to yeah. let other people know. For me, I've also posted a suicide of um, someone who I didn't really know about, but I just found the news really saddening. So um, that's why I posted it. But I didn't realize before that posting this could have indirectly caused more people to commit suicide or just have made it more likely for people to commit suicide um, just by the mere fact that a famous person did. And also when we say committing suicide, we do not mean this at all in a way that's accusing victims of suicide as if it's a crime. We're just using the phrase committing suicide to refer to the actual carrying out of the suicide. Yeah, because if we were to actually refer to it as a crime, then we'd be victim blaming. Exactly. Yeah, which is not our intention. Also, the method of suicide being revealed can cause more people to start committing suicide through a similar method. And other factors can increase suicidal ideation too, like how much reporting is done and what the reports focus on. So if the suicide was successful or not. Yeah, I get that because there is a dread that comes with knowing that a horrific event like a suicide was successful. I'm not considering suicide right now, though I almost did at one unfortunate point in my life. But just knowing like even as a mentally healthy person, that possibility of committing suicide is really scary. And it makes me more scared for people who are actually feeling suicidal that they use this to realize the possibility. I'm so sorry, though, that you've considered that before. But then again, I do applaud you for your courage to talk about it and to overcome it. Because if you stay quiet about something as serious as suicidal thoughts, you allow it to have power over you. And which is exactly why you viewers out there, if you or someone you know is experiencing these thoughts in ideation, please speak out to a trusted adult or a friend, or in some cases, reach out to the National Suicide Hotline.
Don't worry, I'm all good now because there were people at that time who really helped me get through it. But yes, again, definitely talk to someone you trust. And we've also posted resources like the hotline in the description of this episode if you need any additional support. Mm -hmm. It's important to know that suicides being publicized negatively correlate with the suicides taking place after because the people who were thinking of committing a suicide were identified for help. But this only worked if a suicidal attempt wasn't followed or wasn't broadcasted along with this. So you're saying if suicides are publicized, people thinking of suicide are more likely to get help? Like, that can probably happen, but I'm not sure I understood that. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, if an unsuccessful suicide attempt is mentioned in the media, then it's not as impactful as a successful one. And that's also a way for people to get help because they were identified. Oh, okay. I see that. Since... Like I mentioned, the suicide being successful just supports this capability to other people that they can succeed in committing suicide too. Exactly. And also, the more people who are exposed to a particular suicide, the more likely it is that they will commit it themselves. And researchers in 2015, Muller and Abrutin, found that students in grades 7 to 12 were more likely to commit suicide if they're aware of peers who committed suicide. That goes along with the idea of peer pressure, like wanting to do an action that's dangerous, even if it's as serious as something um, like committing suicide. And we're going to do another episode on just peer pressure later, but it's been shown that we're more likely to do something if we see people similar to us um, doing the same thing. So if we see someone who's a similar age or gender as us, commit suicide, we may be more likely to follow this versus seeing someone who isn't very similar to us commit suicide. Yeah, and I think that's the whole idea of the Werther effect, that there actually isn't an exact reason as to why it happens, but I think it's because of this peer pressure that isn't just limited to peer relations, by the way. It's the copycat syndrome, because people commit suicide after seeing others doing it, so I feel like it's because of this sense of validation of seeing other people do it, so the person might think the individual might think they're able to do it too because um they've seen other people do it so they have the capability of following through with it yeah the weather effect can be dangerous but at the same time i think peer pressure can sometimes be used for more positive things too so this is straying from the topic of suicide temporarily but for me i get a lot of inspo um inspiration (laughs) seeing people around my age and gender getting really successful like if they're starting their own youtube channel or if they draw really well so it's just something where i'm like wow this person is definitely going places and that inspires me to work harder sometimes like when i'm working on the podcast sorry but i have to call you out for that last one because i think it's so cool that you're able to view others achievements in such an uplifting way Because something I've noticed is that there's only two ways that you can view someone else's achievements if they're like the same age group. So one, you can compare yourself and feel worse about what you're doing, which is, I know, kind of drastic, but it's something we all do, honestly. And two, you can even or two, you can use their achievements and motivation to increase your efforts or be consistent with your efforts towards something good. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Anyways, back to the topic at hand, with the increase of suicides, there's going to be an increase of suicide contagion, and this leads to even more suicide coverages being done. So media coverage basically backfires because we do know reporters have good intentions in talking about suicides, they're just doing their job after all, Yeah. but 
this is leading to more suicides occurring, which is a dilemma. And it's essentially a positive feedback loop. Well, we don't truly know the reporter's intentions, of course. Some reporters probably do have good intentions in wanting to publicize the suicide. But it's wrong to assume that someone turning on the news is going to be in a mental state good enough to be able to watch a story of a recent suicide and just not feel affected by it. Especially with teens, I think mental health is a big issue, uh, or it's definitely an, a topic that should be addressed. And I know some loved ones who've experienced worsening mental health. So learning about recent suicides probably doesn't help much with that. Exactly, and the World Health Organization has a guideline that was passed in 2008 that outlined the extent and explicity of suicides that can and cannot be shown. Though they said that suicides, suicide attempts and the cause of death shouldn't be shown explicitly, but the issue is that this only refers to news coverages and not entertainment. Oh, okay. The whole general idea of media coverage potentially causing more bad events also relates to mass shootings. So in 1999, a 15-year-old boy started shooting his classmates until he was stopped by a teacher. And also around this time, because it was about a one-year period, there were similar events at Jonesboro, Arkansas, and more places. And this is where the theory of social proof came from because of these mass shootings happening in a similar time period. The theory of social proof is about following others similar to you in gender, age, and other traits. For some small-town American teenagers, they could have looked at these recent shootings and thought, these people are just like me. Like, maybe the person was bullied in high school, and then another teenager resonated with that, and that encouraged him to start a mass shooting too. I just think it's awful though that that's the sort of encouragement that it takes to get someone to you know carry out this type of crime and also the idea of social proof sounds universal because you can apply it to many different scenarios in life and heck without a doubt we've all had to be influenced by it multiple times and it's so unfortunate that it can lead some people to commit the worst of crimes. How can someone imagine killing innocent people who entered school one day in hopes of learning something only to never walk out again? By the way, RIP to all of the victims of school shootings, um, either recent or in the past. And you're right, yeah, like the world is pretty scary. I may or may not be losing my faith in humanity right now, But, like, what happens with suicide, people who are thinking of committing mass shootings may get that final push they need by finding out on the news that others are committing mass shootings. There is, though, some advice from the WHO, short for World Health Organization, on how to report mass shootings. One of these tips is to not dive into the reasons for why the shooters did this, because copycats of the shooter may resonate with these reasons and it can motivate them to carry out their own shootings. As I said before, a shooter may say the reason for the mass shooting was to take revenge for bullying, and other people who are affected by bullying and have a similar background to the shooter may think, this really resonates with me, and use this as motivation. Not to sound opinionated, but I don't like the first one very much, so I understand why you wouldn't want to enclose the reason, but it makes me wonder, is anything being done to limit the reasons, especially if there's an incentive like getting revenge after being bullied, or if you're an outcast. Oh yeah, of course. Like if 
the shooter had problems with his mental health and that was the motivation. I definitely think there should be some actions taken to work on improving mental health throughout the country. I think this is mainly though like pinning it on a specific person. So if you say this person had mental health issues and this is why he started the mass shooting, it's better to just like start the action of offering mental health if that makes sense yeah and I think also addressing the environment that the person is in because yeah that I don't want to say it like this but sometimes it nurtures like um the mental state right so that plays a big impact on how someone is doing mentally yeah so I think just not talking about a particular shooter having certain motivations but um taking in factors of you know shooters in general like Mm -hmm. why they may be motivated to commit acts like this and then determine ways to help address those problems would be better yeah i think so too oh and also as you said i also think the environment is important too like you know nature versus nurture oh i didn't know that was a thing yeah that's a term in psychology where psychologists have found that the environment you grow up with, um, such as how you're treated as a child and external factors outside of your control can um, help determine your personality. I don't know too much about it yet, but probably in another episode, we'll talk about nature versus nurture more. But in essence, it's just about the importance of how of how much environment can affect someone's personality yeah and i think we can speculate that this applies to how shooters might be influenced like mentally if the environment they're they're mainly in which is school they feel like an outcast and they're bullied and they don't have anyone to rely on then it leads them to take actions drastic measures like this that could be a way in which environment can play a huge role in this action i'm glad you were able to learn something new today then thank you um but we'll definitely go more in depth into this in another episode yeah it's definitely a topic we're considering on our long list of podcast (laughs) ideas in the future and i also have some other advice for what the who has said on reporting mass shootings but we'll get into these more after the break Now we're going to talk about some of the other advice that the World Health Organization has given on reporting mass shootings in traditional media. This includes not repeating the shooting story too much because if we keep repeating this story, it can raise the shooter's social status. And another one I found is to not show live events through the news right after the shooting, since it applies a level of excitement. This advice is pretty similar to the advice earlier on publishing suicides that you mentioned, Yusra. Yeah, and I find it repulsive that posting about or reporting about mass shootings after it takes place creates excitement. Like, this is such an unfortunate event and unfortunate situation, and people are still treating it as excitement. And I also think that not showing live shootings after it takes place can be a really hard rule to implement. Because at the end of the day, news channels are making money by seeing how many viewers they can attract and they rush to report the news because it is a business, after all. Yeah, it's pretty hard to control that. Like, we can't just bang on the news reporters' doors and demand them to stop 
publicizing suicides and mass shootings. Exactly. Like, we can't protest for something like this because they, this is a job, essentially. And they're being paid to do it. Yeah, it's like their source of income from, unfortunately, profiting off of horrific events like these. Exactly. But yeah, I think for news reporters to just talk about a horrific event like a mass shooting and not really take any action on it shows they might just be talking about it for the money since topics like these tend to attract people. I think it's better to not talk about the specific suicide or mass shooting as much but about ways to help prevent them, like encouraging more awareness of mental health and trying to find a practical solution to these issues. So I think when some reporters just publicize these events, but don't suggest actual ways to help. Yeah, like a lot of reporters are like, oh, we grieve for the loss of this person and their family sending prayers. And like, that's great and all, but what about calling out the roots of the crisis and where the issues lie? where the issue lies. Since grieving isn't really going to make less shootings or suicides happen. Exactly. Like, like obviously, it's appropriate in some situations. That's not what we mean, but... But we still do encourage people affected by these horrific events to take time to grieve. Mm -hmm. We're just saying that it seems wrong of reporters to just focus more on the specific suicide or mass shooting instead of thinking about actual ways this can be prevented in the future. Yeah, and I think even more can be done because... There are literally so many reportings of mass shootings done, and isn't it more effective to make connections to other ones and call out the federal gun laws and how they aren't secure enough? Because, as you mentioned, literal teens our age, like 15, 16-year-olds, and even younger, can have possessions of guns, even if it's technically not legal, because people are finding loopholes in the laws, and that needs to be addressed. And I think to start, we should have news channels doing something about it, since they're the ones with the power over the information that reaches us. Definitely. I think enacting more change in the laws. So for me, I did start signing petitions by Sandy Hook. And I know it might not seem like a huge impact, but I think actually taking steps to prevent these events from happening instead of just like grieving and sending prayers would help more. Yeah. And that's a good example of how an individual can take charge and make even the slightest of impacts. Definitely. And now we've reached the end of the episode. In today's episode, we covered the Werther effect, the idea of the number of suicides increasing when a suicide is publicized in the media, and the influence of publicizing mass shootings. We also talked a bit about social proof, where people are more likely to follow others who they see as similar to themselves. Suggestions for reporting on suicides and mass shootings include not showing a strong public reaction to these events on traditional and social media, and not revealing the cause of death when publicizing suicides. These were all very sensitive topics and can be uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about. Once again, speaking up about these sorts of topics allows for us to limit the amount of power it has over us. I'm glad we were able to devote an episode to these types of topics, and this might not be just one episode either, because if you remember, we mentioned the TV show 13 Reasons Why near the beginning of this episode. And we're actually going to make this episode and another episode on 13 Reasons Why into a sort of mini-series on portraying suicide in the media. In the next episode, we'll talk about how 13 Reasons Why has impacted teens, our own opinions on the show, and the effectiveness of trigger warnings in shows like these. If you enjoyed this episode or felt like you learned a lot, we recommend listening to our next one on 13 Reasons Why. 
With that said, we hope you were able to take something away from this episode, and thank you for listening. As always, don't forget to keep asking yourself, Why did I do that?